On this episode, I discuss the importance of financially qualifying your prospects. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the Lawyer Lifestyle Podcast for March 28th, 2008. My name is Dave Scriven-Young, an attorney from Chicago, Illinois, and I'll be your host. This podcast takes you on a daily journey to discover key principles in the areas of marketing, sales, and leadership for attorneys. Now, I think we're getting to one of the last few topics in Steve Fretzen's Sales Free Selling Book, and this is probably the most tricky topic in the area of sales, I think, for attorneys, and that is to financially qualify your prospects. It's a tricky issue, but it's also perhaps the most important issue. Because, and again, I should say, it's important, you know, for someone like me who is at a firm um, who bills mostly at on the billable hour, um, does some flex, some contingency, but mostly billable hours. So you have to make sure that your client is financially qualified and able to pay whatever bills might come your way. This, of course, is quite different in areas such as contingency cases, um, like, you know, personal injury cases and the like where uh, clients are not paying huge bills up front or, or monthly. It's also uh, not, a, not going to be a huge uh, deal for uh, folks who are covered by insurance. Um, you know, so clients, and, and again, this is something you definitely want to raise with your client as you go through this, is whether um, they may be covered by insurance. A lot of, you know, DNO policies and even homeowners insurance policies sometimes cover attorney's fees and judgments and that sort of thing. So you definitely want to um, ask your client whether they could be covered by insurance or whether they have any insurance that uh, might be applicable here and definitely have them go through um, the uh, process of finding that out from their insurance broker or uh, talk, looking at their insurance policies because certainly um, if they can be covered by insurance and perhaps uh, still retain you if it's you know something under a reservation of rights and that sort of thing, um, that's some, definitely something you want to um, investigate with your client or have your client investigate. So uh, what Steve Fredson suggests in terms of uh, financially qualifying prospects is three different approaches. Uh, the direct approach, the return on investment approach, and the bracket approach. And I'll explain why at the end, why um, these things may or may not work. Uh, the first one is the direct approach. So what he suggests is saying something like, you know, you mentioned in the past five years, um, these specific problems have cost the company, you know, X amount. He suggests, you know, th more than $350,000. And without addressing those problems, the company could easily lose another $500,000 in the next year or two. So you're close to, you know, $850,000, close to a million. And what would you as a, as a, a potential client be willing and able to invest to fix that almost $1 million problem? Um, now, you know, who knows what the potential client is going to say. You know, you would think, and it depends on the potential on the client's situation. If the client is really strapped for cash, you know, he's going to say something uh, pretty small, or he'll say, you know what, I, I don't know. I know that I'm, you know, pretty strapped for cash. If not, she might say something like, well, you know, $250,000, $500,000 to fix a million-dollar problem is something that I would do. 
at the same time, you definitely want to have in your mind what you, what the amount is going to be as far as a budget or a baseline budget you might have, which I know is very difficult, especially if you're talking about litigation. However, if you're talking about something like a compliance program, something you've done in the past for a client, and you know that a compliance program is you know $100,000 or whatever you're going to charge for that, that's something that you know, may may be knowable, um, and so you'll be able to know right away whether uh, this client is going to be able to meet the budget that you have set in your mind. The second approach is the ROI approach. Um, he, uh, this is more of a sort of a plaintiffs-oriented uh, thing, um, where you would ask a, a client you know, how much a solution would be worth to him or her if you could show that the company would make X amount by using that solution. Um, and so, you know, what, what uh, the suggestion that he has in, 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 in his book is Fretzen says, you know, how much uh, would your services be worth to the client if you won the case and the client was awarded $1 million? Now, again, I think this is a, this is a very tricky um, ask of a client because... You don't really know in your mind. No one knows how much it's going to be uh, that a client's going to make on a on a piece of litigation. It's it's very hard to know that. Um, number one, um, the client, especially an initial client meeting, the client may not be able to give you all the facts. He or she may not know exactly how much um, you know he or she has lost or the company has lost. Um, and certainly, you don't know what the causes of action would be necessarily, what the damages elements would be, how much is recoverable, how much is not. And I think it's very tricky to, in an initial client meeting, present them with a number that the company may make if they pursue litigation. I think that's very tricky, but it's an option that Fretzen uh, suggests in his book. The third option is the bracket approach, and this, he says, works best when the prospect has really has no idea what the investment might be in terms of what he should pay for legal services. So he suggests presenting a basic solution with a lower-end price, a more sophisticated solution, and an upper-end price. Again, I'm not quite sure how this works if or if it works in, in an attorney context uh, because there really is you know, no, you know, baseline approach versus a sophisticated approach. Um, you know, certainly there are tactics where, you know, a scorched earth earth policy, you know, versus, um, you know, a very, you know, low level file a complaint and try to go to trial right away sort of case. Um, that sort of, that sort of, uh, way to go about it is tricky because, um, there's only so much you can control in litigation. You know, certainly you can control what you do, what sort of discovery or not you decide to do or not. Um, but you certainly can't control what the other side does, what the other opposing counsel does, what the um, other client does. You could have someone on the other side, even in a very small case, who files, you know, multiple motions to dismiss, you know, various other motions, motions to try to disqualify you, disqualify you as counsel, you know, motions to change judges. I mean, it, they could do a million things to derail your case and to make the case uh, very, very expensive for your client. And, of course, that is a strategy that many, many defense attorneys um, have uh, have gone and done um, successfully, I might add, over time, um, just to make it very, very impossible or very expensive for your client 
um, to continue on. So, um, and, and I'm not, you know, saying that it's unethi- unethical. I'm not saying it's not something that they should or should not do. My only point is to say, it's it's really hard. You can present them with a budget, but it's very hard. Um, to give them a guarantee that you're going to stick un- stick under a certain number um, just because you can't control what the other side does. So I think at the end of the day, what your daily action item will be is um, to really think of these three approaches and to see you know, whether any of them would be good for you in your particular circumstance as an attorney uh, to financial qualify a prospect. But I would say this, it's, a, it's very important uh, to get them financially qualified, because the worst thing that you can do in a law firm, you know, in my experience, is to have a client who, with a, you know, huge outstanding bill, um, someone who's blown through their, you know, retainer, um, and now is just a, a a big bill on on, and that's outstanding. Uh, firms really don't like that, and looks for it looks very bad um, for you. Um, as an attorney. So certainly you want to financially qualify that prospect, uh, get a retainer, especially if it's going to be a very big matter. Um, but then also, um, you know, make sure, you know, going forward that that um, client is paying uh, the bill. And um, if not, you know, communicate with them very early on uh, what what's going to happen with the bill. And you might have to withdraw if um, the client can't pay. But to stop or to uh, minimize the possibility of that happening, you really do want to financially qualify your prospects. So it's very important. All right. Well, that's it for now. You have your daily action item. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Snapchat at AttorneyDSY. Let me know if you have any comments about this episode. Tell me what you think about this podcast or give me a topic that you would like to hear about. This topic is on, or excuse me, this podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, and Anchor. Uh, So please be sure to subscribe and rate and review. Have a great day or night, and remember to fight for the lifestyle that you want and become the rainmaker that you need to be.